0: Welcome to Why Should I Care, where I, Shashir Pandey, look to help young people find and follow their dreams while reminding older people that they used to dream too. In this episode, I speak with Daniel Adonai about entrepreneurship and how to handle transition periods in your life. Here he is.
1: Hey, everybody. uh, My name is uh, Daniel Adonai. So I, I started out, you know... Doing engineering, mechanical engineering, and then, you know, just found myself completely confused and completely bored of the engineering world and decided to, you know, start a coffee company. Brutal. I sucked. It was horrible. But I figured everything out. And then I eventually kind of transitioned into another e-commerce shop. Um, And yeah, so like that's kind of what I've been doing for most of the time. Oh, I ended up also selling a coffee company. And um yeah, so just you know, just building building brands, um e-commerce, pretty much a whole package, you know, marketing, um pretty much everything, right? So that's kinda what I've been what I've been what I've been working on for the last how long has it been, man? Like is it like three, four years? Four years? No. <laughs> yeah, I'd say like three time. and something, three and something years. But like, and like right now, like what my focus on is, I'm really just trying to transition myself out of like product based Like when I say product, like in the physical sense, um, businesses in yeah. trying to transition into more software products, uh, so
0: like SaaS and stuff like that. So yeah, and service based too, yeah, right? Yeah,
1: yeah. So that's that's kind of. A nice little summary of of me in the last three years, which is, I think, very defining moment in my life. So, yeah,
0: yeah, you've been you've been busy.
1: I, too, yeah, <laughs> busy. Sometimes, sometimes, sometimes it's my fault for being busy. But yeah, been busy.
0: Yeah, so I I want to give a little bit of a background here. Daniel is. A very good friend of mine, and I also view him as a mentor when it comes to business. He was in the game far before I was. He's been doing his coffee business, doing his e-commerce businesses, and everything he's learned about marketing and development of businesses, he has shared with me very generously, and he's also... Now, starting to help other people with his blog at yeah. dot mm-hmm. along with consulting services.
1: It's a pretty good summary. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, you get good at it after like five or six mm-hmm. episodes. So. magic. Imagine. <laughs> yeah. Like the first episode, I remember I was going through it and I was doing the editing. It's like, um, uh, uh, <laughs> like, just like, oh my god, I sound <laughs> awful. <laughs> well,
1: you know what? Like, it makes it, it makes it sound conversational, right? Like, I don't want it to be like, you're gonna ask this question first, and then i gonna answer it this specific way, and I've already rehearsed my answers. That uh, just, just kills the whole thing.
0: Oh, yeah, it definitely needs to be conversational. Uh, the thing was that. I didn't have much preparation done in terms of like what I was going to ask and what I was going to say at all, which meant that after a fir- the first question, you just get like stuck and you're just sitting there for like a good 15 seconds, like shuffling through papers and like trying to figure out what to say <laughs> next. And I'm okay, this is not a sustainable way to go about it. <laughs> yeah, I agree. So let's sort of start with engineering. What, what drove you to get into mechanical engineering right from the beginning? Uh, I,
1: I like building shit, man. That's that's literally um, the main reason that I um, went into engineering. The specific reason why it was uh, mechanical engineering was because, um, oh, man, I like it. So I, like, I, I like design um, and kind of being involved with the whole conceptual process of like, you know, building, building products, building, building machines, whatever it happens to be. Right. Just building in general. Um, and you know, I guess, you know, I've been like amazing at math and physics and all these things, but like, you know, it just clicks to me. Like I understood why things were the way they are or, um, yeah. So what ended up happening was like, I, was actually a little bit rough but it, you know like when you're like in grade 11 summer you know within a few months you have to apply for university or some shit like that and um <laughs> yeah like it was a confusing period but like I didn't really know how to kind of like I guess I always knew I wanted to be an engineer but like not necessarily like I just didn't know how to describe like what um what qualities or like what were the tendencies that uh, made me want to be an engineer but eventually I figured it out and then I decided to do mechanical engineering because you know like of the design aspect related to it um <laughs> it's funny it was kind of not naive but like you know like I, I thought that's what I liked, but then I tried it and it was just like oh my god I never want to do this shit again um but <laughs> but yeah that's
0: that it was 40 right 40k right <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah like oh my god man but like it was it was fun it was fun like i really liked engineering. like i really liked engineering it was challenging not like i breezed through it but like it was it was fun like you know i enjoyed what was being taught and like i just enjoyed because it's just you know like you get to build some things and mechanical engineering was very like hands-on like i mean you know not not from first year well slightly from first year but like you know it, it was it was a pretty hands-on type of um field and I made made the right decision, right? Like I'm happy with
0: it. I I think at the end of the day both of us being engineers, I believe that while we were in school we learned certain things about problem solving and about generally being more tenacious with uh, difficult challenges that applies in the business world because most people don't have what it takes to just Keep going.
1: Yeah, I mean, um yeah, I mean, there's a bit of truth to that. There's um sometimes also too, it's not like you know, how hard you you can work or um it, the problem solving part, absolutely. I agree with you. But sometimes mm-hmm. it's not also like being a hard worker, sometimes it's about like being a smart worker. And that's kinda like one thing yeah. I always have problems with. And sometimes the solution is how just A smarter way of doing what you're doing you know like that's just it
0: everyone has these transition periods in their lives and they tend to be pivotal moments Mm -hmm. and I think people assume that 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 transition period between high school and university and then university and a career those are the only ones but Mm -hmm. World now, where that's not the case, because jobs disappear and appear on the daily, and it's not as secure as it once was. And people are starting to realize that happiness is a huge factor in the equation of of life.
1: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, like it's like, I mean, like, like I'll say, like I'm going through a transition period right now. Right. This is. Yes. This is like. I think my biggest transition period was really after I finished university and you know just like started working and I'm like, oh my god, this thing is so damn boring. Like I'm gonna kill myself. <laughs> like it was just like, oh my god. Like I just, you know, like you know, when you get bored from just like not, not being challenged enough. Like it was just, it's, it's the worst kind of boredom. Like it was just like, oh my god. Um, you know, I went through that. And then, right now, I'm going through a different type of change where, you know, I'm I'm starting to think about, like, you know, like, yo, like, you know, where am I putting my efforts to? Is this, you know, is the business that I'm doing, is the business that I'm doing, is it worth it? You know, should I be looking at something else? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, there's there's just so many. And, like, and you're right. You know, like, it and, like, the only thing I would add to that, is it doesn't even have to be related to a job. Maybe it just... Relates to your like personal fulfillment, right, I think that's a big thing yeah. where mm-hmm. you might be doing a job, regardless if you're fired or not, or if you if you like you you can have a moment where you're like going to work, <laughs> driving to Toronto to Milton for an hour and a half in traffic, mm-hmm. and you're like, What am I doing with my life, man <laughs> <laughs> so like that <back> can. In- <laughs> That's my personal story, but like it can happen to anybody at any moment in time, right? And it doesn't even have to be where you know you you've worked at it for you know a long time, or it can happen anytime. It can happen at any stage, right? Doesn't mean yeah. So I'm very welcoming of it. I think it's good. Every time I go through these transitions, it's like
0: a eye opening. Yeah. And it's, uh, it, it's not, not always a pleasant
1: experience oh, either. It's brutal.
0: Absolutely <laughs> brutal. Yeah. I mean, before I... I'll probably do a solo podcast episode to highlight my own stuff at some point. But just to give a little taster here, um, my pivotal moment was in when I was working as an engineer, it was six months before I got fired. It was a mid-year review where I was just so thoroughly frustrated with the management that I was like driven to the point of near tears. And I was just sitting there like, how can people be this stubborn and stuck in their ways? Mm. And, I knew at that point that this wasn't the place for me mm-hmm. but because I wasn't mature enough because I hadn't learned uh about those things and that was my first job out of university I didn't know that that was the point where I was supposed to quit
1: Yeah But like I, don't know. I mean like it's good though it's good you 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 had that moment uh, but, like, next time it comes, you'll probably recognize it.
0: Oh, yeah. I'll definitely see it. <laughs> yeah. Although I'm unlikely to have it anytime soon.
1: But, like, some sometimes, too, like, what I find, especially, like, right now, it's, like, sometimes when you keep on doing something, you kind of... It kind of becomes hard to see what you're doing wrong because you just do that shit every single day. Right? Yeah. And sometimes... First of all, you need good people around you, right? Like where they're able to be like, yo, dude, like stop. You're like, not not stop, like in a very defeating kind of way, but like like point out some things that you might not recognize. Like, uh, so I'm always like very like open to criticism because like, you know, like mm-hmm. I always give it benefit of the doubt that like um, this person, you know, might be observing some things that um, I might not recognize. Right. Other times, like, ah, this person's just a hater. Um, but, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, like, you have to, you have to like, take everything and, like, it'll process it and then figure out which one's junk and which one's actually worth uh, kind of looking into, right? Um, yeah. But, yeah, like, I mean, like, these things kind of just helps us along our transition or just, like, sometimes, like, I have, like, aha moments where, I know these things, right? But like when I read it somewhere or somebody says says it to me and I'm just like, Oh my god. I understand. And it's just like I don't know if that makes sense. Right. Yeah, right? And it's just like it's like I already yeah. knew this, but I don't understand why why I didn't realize it. Like knowing something and like you know, actually understanding it, internalizing it and you know, taking like use like using it to like, you know, take actions, completely different thing. Right. So
0: I don't know what I find too. Right. So talk to different people. Actually on the flip side of that, there are some times when people like drop some real shit in your corner and, and you don't recognize it. For example, I remember um, when I first started with my first business um, and you were, giving me some support and some help. And I remember you telling me about that. My website was like, you didn't say this, but like, realistically you were that you could have said that. And you were right. Um, that Like my garbage, my, sorry, my website was like completely garbage. You were just telling me how there was no emotion in it. There were not, there were no pictures of people. Like there was nothing to really draw the reader in. And I was, like, I remember just being there, like, fuming and, like, just being, like, the fuck is this asshole talking about (laughs) And then, like, I think it was maybe even, like, a month later, I, like, wasn't getting any results and i like changed it based on what advice you'd given to me and i saw instant results and i was like Fuck you
1: right yeah i remember i remember that conversation you messaged me later on and said you know you know some positive uh feedback is also good sometimes right? i'm like <laughs> <laughs> okay yeah, sure <laughs> when we find something positive i'm just joking but like <laughs> i was like I, go too harsh <laughs>
0: uh yeah <laughs> I don't know. I think I was just having a rough day that day. That's alright.
1: That's okay. <laughs> I'm trying to be helpful, like, and like I'm, I'm, I'm always aware. Like, I, I try to be aware at least that, like, you know, I might have biases based on my experiences, like what I've kind of worked on and stuff like that. But you know, like, I mean, it's, it's always good intention, and you should always yeah. do that filter, anyways, right? You should always take it in yeah. and figure out, like, yo, is this worth it? Is this does it sound right? Or is this person just completely looking for my downfall which come on just i'm definitely all looking for your downfall
0: so no and and there's also the the part of sort of the aspect of uh, this is great advice for you but not necessarily for me and at the end of the day you have to be testing right you have to what works for one person isn't necessarily going to work for another person Mm -hmm. And if you're testing it and the results are there, it's unemotional. Mm-hmm. It's way easier to take criticism, to go and change something based on that criticism and see the difference in the numbers mm-hmm. and go, okay, well, that person was right. Or on the flip side, have that that piece of advice, implement that piece of advice and have no change or or even a negative impact. And sometimes that's a fun moment where you're like, ha told you. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I'm a little bit louder, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, that's the case with like everything you can sort of derive that to not just business, but I feel like we woefully underprepare our high school students for understanding what it is they're actually getting themselves into when it comes to post-secondary education. Mm -hmm. It's like, we, we go and we say like, oh, here, like, become an engineer. Like, I thought I was going to be an be Iron Man. Like, let's be real. <laughs> and I was just there, like, I'm going to be building cool shit all the time. And then I got to, like, university, and I'm like, holy shit, these equations are hard. Yeah. Yeah. But like, yeah, and then I got to the actual career, and it was like, wow, people do really, really dumb things.
1: Or they just don't do anything at all. It's just, like, minimal amount of, like... I don't know. sometimes like I mean, like the company I worked for it was just like nothing was made in Canada, and it was just like everything was made in the u s Canada was just like a marketing sector, and it was just like oh my God <laughs> like even even the work that was happening, the creating the building part was just very very, very minimal, and uh yeah, you know like yeah that's it's it is what it is, but um. Yeah, in terms of like I don't think anything can really just prepare you. I think like the whole decision making process that like, you know, you um you have to make this decision, you know, within the first semester of your grade 12, that's going to pretty much determine not determine. It's not set in stone, of course, but like, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's going to determine where you end up, you know, in the next the next September or the next Four years, five years, or yeah. masters, or career—you know what I mean? Like it's like it's kind of like a, a really hard decision to make. And
0: when you're seventeen year years yeah. old and you don't know shit,
1: exactly, like. exactly, and you're still kind of like in that discovery phase of yourself, which is which is fine. And and the only thing is that like you know it shouldn't be like that, and like it really isn't. I think people put like kind of these like made up like restrictions on themselves that like oh my god you know I did a degree therefore I need to work as an engineer or therefore yeah. I need to work as uh, I got to be a lawyer or what are other people going to think about me blah 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 all bullshit mm-hmm. right but yeah. it's 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 sometimes it is those restrictions that you put on yourself because you can always change right you like and and like i feel like it kills this whole experimenting and discovering yourself um phase which should be probably well not probably but which should be going on for pretty much the rest of your life um it kind of just kills yeah. it at that stage where you're like still 17 and you know you're not even full like you're not even an adult yet right but um yeah i think that's the really bad part about it i mean i, I don't mm-hmm. really have like um Suggestion of how we can change that. Like I have some ideas. I don't think anything is concrete. But like, um, yeah, I think like that is one of the side effects of it. And I always get people like, Oh my god, you did engineering, now you're running a coffee company? Why? Or like they just can't comprehend and just like yo, like you know Yeah. Selling coffee has nothing to do with coffee, believe it or not. It's not a reflection of yourself, it's just a reflection of how they see the world. Um
0: And you know, you shouldn't be discouraged with that kind of shit. Who cares? No, no, right? so I think at the end of the day, I think everyone needs to just start trying like like right at the beginning of uh, high school, just like every summer, be doing a new different internship and figuring out like, do I actually like Because, like, this? remember,
1: like, I
0: don't know if you guys had co ops in your school, but like,
1: we did, and it was like, but like. Not for us, like co-op was like, you know, those like placement type of things that if you're not going to university or something, then you could take advantage of them. And it kind of helps you go into a position later on. Like, I know some people did it for like trades and stuff like that, high school. But like, you know, maybe, maybe you should open that up to other fields as well, right? You know, like why? Like, I mean, what? Why does it have to be? And like, even think about it. Like, we went to Mac, and you know, like I had my first internship. Well, we both had our first internship, like after our third year, which is a significant chunk. Where it's just like, oh my god, now get this taste of real, real life, or like just what the field is like and stuff like that. Because like, school is always like an artificial environment. It's like doing all these cool shit. um, It's great, you know. It might. It might happen that, you know, you end up outside and and you're still doing those things or maybe not, right? So I think, like, I'm all for, like, internships and, like, actually testing out these things and maybe we shouldn't be just doing them, like, and, like, even in university, you got to be, like, oh, you got to be in the co-op program and and then, like, once you get co-op and then you got to pay them. Oh, my God. So like go shit yeah, yeah. for free yeah i mean yeah like it's just i don't know man i don't know like i mean like i think that whole and i know like our mac mac is trying to do this whole like experiential learning thing quote unquote where there's yeah, but it's still simulation right no matter how you how close you can get it it's yeah still, but I, look, I feel like it's just and like and things are probably going to change you know like we're just thinking about like what kind of has happened in our, in our like, uh, high school, uh, university stuff, but things are probably going to change. And, you know, things that people can do right now, they don't really need to go to school for, or you probably shouldn't go to school for like, for example, you can be like a kick-ass social media manager. How the hell are you going to learn about that in school? That shit changes every week. How?
0: You don't. Like there's no way it
1: got on a book. That shit is so old. Right. Like, so it's it's, like, so now things are also shifting where, you know, you, there are different ways of getting experience, but like, here's the thing though, like, you know, somebody can become a social media manager, uh, or something like that, or like some, some just like different, um, kind of job or, or, or a role. Um, like, even while they're still in high school, right? But that depends on the person and, like, their initiative. Um, there's so many things that it depends on. I think the the question then becomes, like, you know, how can you provide that kind of opportunity for for other people, for other kids or other high school kids or something like that. Anyways, this is what I think my ideas are. I'm probably not the pers- best person, but,
0: uh, yeah.
1: <laughs> I'll my best. I mean,
0: <laughs> generally, I think the best person is well, the person who's willing to,
1: yeah. you know, one other thing I would, I would say too, is like, I, th- I think it's very wrong to try to be solving these problems from like, from my perspective, your perspective. I think uh, the best yeah. perspective is that person that's in the moment right now. Right. Like, how can we make this better for you, right? That should be the right question. Like, Not like, oh, you know, we went through this. Oh, we could probably improve it this way. We're still thinking in a box because that box is built based on our experiences, right? Where you need to bring, you know, another person that's like, what do you want to do? What do you want to try, right? Then kind of like build off of that. But yeah,
0: you got to know your audience first, man. Yeah, it's it's hard because teachers are teaching 30 students and each one of those students is very different. And what one person, re- what resonates with one person doesn't necessarily resonate with another.
1: Yeah. It's like my major beef with, with like the current school system. It's just like, it's just like everybody must fit in this format. You, know, you got to get graded in the same format. You got like, I mean, like it's just, Oh my God
0: whack yeah i think i think it's like that imbalance between eq and iq so basically as a society we need to bump our up our eq like 50 points before we even come close to needing to uh, bump up our iq in proportion Mm -hmm.
1: yeah it's just like it's just horrible to see that people that are absolutely amazing and in a
0: different way
1: of learning you know, just just get crushed by these like standardized tests and stuff like that. And like, you know, like, you know, you know, maybe I'm not the right person to to speak about this because, um, you know, I I understand, you know, like I I did fairly decent in those tests and stuff like that. So maybe I'm like, I'm like I'm I'm well aware that I'm not the right person to speak about these things. But like when I see it happen to others, it's just like. This the, like this can't be the way. Like you know, not everybody's gonna learn the same way that I do or you do, right? Like it's it has to be, it has to be uh, different. But it can't be by people like us that it gets solved as well, because like we're well, just gonna build like a different standardized test. Yeah. So you need like uh, a lot of feedback from the people that are being affected.
0: Yeah, I think I think the only real way to measure um for the effectiveness of teaching is to have immediate real world impact mm-hmm. so yeah if teachers are are basically graded on their ability to to have their students go and make real world impact and make money and do those things in that moment i think we'd have something there but i mean that's still just a hypothesis I always gotta test that hypothesis
1: all that matters So said you always gotta test out that hypothesis that's how you get somewhere
0: yeah gotta test it yeah <laughs> yeah it's just I'm i'm again just applying that same philosophy of always be testing right it's Mm-hmm. yeah um that's true. you can't you can't be yeah you can't be just like depending on these simulated standardized tests when really what you want to be measuring is the real world application
1: yeah i mean like another problem is too
0: also like you know like these things
1: have to probably like get passed not probably but definitely have to get passed down by like the i guess ministry of education and you know like standardized blah 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 and tons of things right and like a lot of these things will take time the problem is we're we're kind of like at a at a very fast changing in, in you know like in in history i guess i'd say right um and and that becomes a problem like you know you, you're, you're you you have to be adapting to these things at a, at a much faster rate and maybe then that just brings a question like you know how how, how we come to this maybe that also needs to change. Like, how we come up with these changes and stuff like that, that maybe needs to change. Mm -hmm. Right? So, many ways of looking at it. Yeah. Yeah,
0: man. Mm -hmm. So, what is your current business? So, right
1: now, I have a company called East Africana. And uh, so, I'm Eritrean. And that's... In East Africa, for some of you that don't know, um, so what the shop is like, I started it with my sister, um, mostly me because now she's you know in school and stuff like that. But she she does help out significantly for with products and and, and how we get those um, on the website. Um, so East Africa kind of just deals with you know, like, it started out selling traditional jewelry and then started you know going after clothing and stuff like that. So there's tons of things. Um, that we've, we've we've kind of just started selling over time and started expanding, you know, our product offering and stuff like that. So actually, um, like for me, like I, I kind of just like noticed there was like a gap in the market. I'm like, okay, so like there's nobody doing this. Not nobody doing this, but nobody doing this really, really well. So I'm just mm-hmm. like, okay, so I can just come in and just crush everybody and just like, you know, set up a really nice uh, website and, you know, start start offering like, you know, a valuable, um, service. Right. Yeah. And, uh, and it, and it did well, like it did well, like I would say it's like the most successful thing that I've, I've built. Um, uh, you know um hopefully I don't peek out here <laughs> but
0: <laughs> um, no you won't peek I know you won't because yeah. you're always testing this. so
1: there's it's like a significant difference from you know what I do with the coffee company to uh where we are right now and um yeah it's huge it's huge and um it, it just becomes really nice when you know people kind of like use jewelry or the products and stuff like that and use it for their wedding day or you know, like they send us pictures, and like it's it's nice. It kind of just helps, um, uh, like it helps people be more proud of like where they come from, their culture, and stuff like that, in a very convenient, easy to access type of way. Um, especially for people that are live in remote locations. Like, you know, we live in Toronto, which is great. Um, you can access some of these things, um, but you know, for people in remote regions, like none of it (laughs) or or like you know like somewhere in the territories which is like like somebody some of you don't know those are like really remote locations in canada um in northern canada and like you know i've had had orders from there and i'm just like oh my god like (laughs) like (laughs) people are out here you know like it's amazing (laughs) so um yeah like i mean so it provides a very valuable service um for that and uh yeah it's yeah, been, it's been it's, it's 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 been a nice ride it's been a it's, it's been a really nice ride
0: i actually want to talk about how i i know recently you had another transition period where um there was a bit of a gap between the vision of being an entrepreneur and and making money and being self employed and the practicality of needing to pay rent and needing to pay the bills <laughs> yeah
1: i mean it's um so the, the the difficult part was um it's just like when you're trying to get grow something off the ground and also like snow you by growing i mean like reinvesting in it right um and also trying to um you know <laughs> feed yourself <laughs> um it makes it was very tricky it becomes very tricky so it's it's always kind of like just becomes just like managing cash flow managing cash flow day in and day out that's literally and like, i like don't, i don't know where i heard this but i'm pretty sure i heard it somewhere i think like a lot of businesses do fail or struggle because of cash flow they just don't know how to manage their cash flow and yeah. um i mean like i i experienced this firsthand like it was just like oh my god <laughs> like, <laughs> this is this is a different type of challenge and um yeah and then, i mean like I, I i went through it so I, I was i was working um like well i guess self employed for for myself by myself well self employed yeah by myself i i messed up doesn't matter um anyway, but, i'll <laughs> edit it no i just yeah like it was, no I just like, like i don't even know what i'm saying like to that. Um yeah, I was uh just keep it though, like that. was good. Um Yeah, so it's for about a year and um I mean so and then and then I transitioned into a consulting role uh with a company and um mainly the reason for that was you know, like I mean it wasn't really like Yes it was difficult to you know just cover your own your own bills and also uh grow a business absolutely but it was also just um kind of as part of the transition that I I've said I'm, I'm kind of going through right now where you know I I decided that you know I wanted to get away from product businesses um and You know, I can own a product business. That's not a problem. It's owning it and running it every single day, completely different stories. Um, And this was also at the time when I sold the coffee business. Um, I sold the coffee business, like, you know, paid off my loans and stuff like that. And um, I decided that it was better to really just um, buy myself a little bit more time um by you know just doing the consulting gig um and and really just use the time that it buys to to work on something even bigger right i think uh, the product businesses that i've been working on have been great you know um lots of great experience but it's it's time for like a kind of like a turning point for me where so i've kind of just been focusing on like you know just practicing like you know software development and stuff like that because i do have other ideas that i want to build right and part of that decision making was um it was it was part and part not like it was part of it was like yo i didn't i do need to buy myself some time so i can work on this bigger project part of it was like yo like it's difficult which is which is fine right and i mean like there's no set rules to um how you got to get to where you need to get to Yeah.
0: Right. So yeah,
1: yeah. that's, that's, that's what I got to say about that.
0: Yeah. And uh, I went through the same sort of period of understanding myself. It almost, it's, it's not even, sometimes you get so obsessed with the business and yet you think like, okay, well, what do I got to do for the business or but Part of it is what do I got to do to make sure that, I'm capable of doing this because mm-hmm. for me, an e-commerce business, it was boring me to death. Yeah. If I had stuck to that, I would have never succeeded. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I needed to go through that and understand that, Hey, that's not for me because that's not who I am. hmm And now that I'm doing what I'm doing with the podcast and with the social media, with the blog, Mm-hmm. it's almost freeing Mm -hmm. and on top of that doing this because I was so passionate about it I was able to let go of my own ego and go and get a web development job to pay the bills Mm -hmm. because I knew that um it was it was more important to me that the project come to fruition than it was for me to, you know, like have free time to go out and party.
1: Yeah. Yeah, no, like, uh, like I, 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 hear you, man. Like, I, like, I completely understand. And sometimes too, also, you gotta, you gotta have a conversation with yourself where you gotta figure out what is more important,
0: mm-hmm.
1: right? And you gotta be brutally honest with yourself. Yeah. And. And then, yeah, don't lie to yourself. That's the worst thing, man. (laughs) Like you're only fooling you. Um, and then, yeah. And then from then you just, all that's missing is just some action and you're good to go.
0: I remember you asked me actually a question of, you know, like, are you definitely an entrepreneur? Are you definitely someone who wants to go out and be self-employed? Because not everyone's wired that way. And, I remember thinking about that like really heavily and just coming to the conclusion that yes, no, I, I definitely don't want to let go of self-employment and being an entrepreneur. But that also forced me to think about what was best for me and whether what I was doing was best for me. So in a way you solidify the idea that, I was doing the right concept for myself mm-hmm. but I wasn't doing the right execution for myself. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that
1: conversation. I think it was like different wording, but yeah, like the the main point was like, you know, like you know, like I wanted you to ask yourself, you know, like why are you doing this? Right? And you should always know the reason why. All the time. Yeah right you know it's like absolutely brutal and you're like failing and you're like oh my god i don't know what to do and you know what i mean like it's just like it, it you have to deep down you should know why like i mean because it's gonna it's gonna be brutal regardless of what you do and stuff like that right but you just constantly remind yourself why you're doing it but uh yeah like i mean regardless of, like, what labels you want to put on it, like, entrepreneur or whatever it is, you know, like, whatever you set your mind to and you decide to do, you should know yeah. why. Yeah. It's going to keep you warm at night. <laughs>
0: What's going well, to no, well, keep you warm at
1: night? Well, that thought is going to keep you warm at night. Because is going to be just like, eating it.
0: Yeah, because you and I both know that uh, uh, entrepreneurship is a uh, one hell of a roller coaster and it's not always the most fun. Um, and if it's, if you're not in, if you're not in it and if you don't know why you're there and if you don't know that basically if you can, if quitting feels like an option, like if, like everyone f- thinks when they are in entrepreneurship, you always think, "This is really hard, am I going to end up quitting if if it feels like an option to you, that probably means you should take that option you 're so hardcore man
1: <laughs> uh, <laughs> no I mean like sometimes sometimes too sometimes sometimes i 'll give you this um, yeah it 's good to know when to quit yeah, sometimes it is really no it's good to know when to quit. And you should always. I know it sounds like contradicting like information, but um, it is true. I quit with the coffee yeah. business. I was just like, you know what? I don't want to do this anymore. I'm gonna sell it. Yeah. So like, <laughs> and like, and it turned out. It turned out to be like a really great decision. Like it was like an amazing decision at perfect timing, right? And so that was a good time to quit. So. Anyway, just saying, like, there are times that sometimes where, like, and and, and the whole quitting part, like, I mean, I know quit kind of has, like, this negative kind of, like, aura around it and stuff like that. But sometimes, um, like, being selective on what you work on, which means that, you know, you quit some things, is not a bad thing. That is actually a really great thing. Yeah. Uh, but I don't want it to like kind of just get generalized. That's what I was I wanted to add my two cents or three cents.
0: Yes. So, and quitting can come from the cons, uh, from the constraint of your business too. Right. And in terms of uh, some of the things that I tried early on with building intrigue, I was getting heavily involved in the community mm-hmm. and I really being involved in the community, but there were no returns. Yeah. So to me it felt like quitting. It felt like I was letting people down by not being involved anymore, by not volunteering and by not giving back. Mm-hmm. Really I wasn't in a place of giving already. If I hadn't if I hadn't stopped doing all that stuff, I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing now and now I have the capacity to make Change for people on a much grander scale than I did, just going around and doing these one-off events.
1: Events, yeah. No, no, I hear you. It's it's great, man. Happy you were able to go through that transition.
0: Yeah, I I wish the uh, sort of the transition period was shorter, but you can't always have what you want. Sorry, man. Good testing. Yeah. Go, backtracking a little bit, you had talk, you talked about uh, East Africana and the coffee company and um, sort of things happening at the right time and wanting to work on bigger things now. In terms of East Africana, is, is the plan to sell or is the plan to automate to a point that you don't have to be involved Uh, or is it a third thing I mean
1: yeah I mean like right now my focus is really just on um, bringing in the right people to it's like I'm I'm starting to realize that like you know in the beginning I was just like oh my god I'm going to do everything myself because you know I want to learn I want to figure things out Uh, the one thing that I've become bad at is actually knowing when to let go of these things. Right. So like right now it's just like, you know, I was becoming very overwhelmed because like everything I had to do right now I'm at a stage where I'm trying to, you know, find people to, to kind of help out with some of the, the key things that need to happen to keep the business moving. Um, That's, that's one of the major things that um, I'm working on and, um, yeah, it's a, it's a little project in its own to see, not necessarily like complete automation. I mean, it probably will, but like, I want to transition myself into like more of like an ownership role rather than like an operating role. Basically, like mm-hmm. I won't be doing much of it. Um, I can just focus on other things and stuff like that. So that's what um, I'm working towards right now. Um selling it um it's going to be a different uh, definitely harder business to sell um but we'll see we'll see what happens we'll see what happens but right now really the main project is how to how to make sure that you know like i i can bring on people that are capable of doing some of the main functions like marketing and and stuff like that that are better than than I am, right? And this is really just a practice. Like, I'm kind of going through this right now where... Be, not because, like, I just want to do it for this business and that's it. But, like, I want to develop that skill set so that I can apply it to whatever comes next, right? So that's, that's the goal right now. That's the goal right now. You know what? It might change 20 minutes uh, later, but... You know, I am uh, all for it. <laughs> I, am, like, I literally just make decisions on the fly. and
0: Yeah, it's fun. Yeah. I, I'm going through that same sort of transition. Right now, I don't have the cash flow to bring anyone in mm-hmm. for building entry, but um, I'm realizing that putting out as much content as I do on a daily basis mm-hmm. It would be much easier if I had someone with a camera just like following me around, because <laughs> that awesome. like, I need someone to just like record me when I say some deep shit. Huh? <laughs> Sound like Gary Vaynerchuk? <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah.
1: Walking around with your own. Oh, I was like, is this gonna turn into like a a reality TV show though? I I
0: don't, I don't want it to <laughs> like I like I feel like Jersey I would just burn out. <laughs> yeah <laughs> I would just hate my life and I'll like burn out if that if that ever happened because the whole point of this is to like actually impact change and, and create yeah and make people care about what they do right I want them to go and say reevaluate mm-hmm. what they're doing with their lives and whether it's actually making them happy or not because mm-hmm. we've been sort of survival mode mentality for a very long time where people do things because they can pay bills. but with the internet in place, we now have the opportunity to do things that we love and still make money. Yeah, absolutely. In terms of automation, how much of that is a constraint of cash flow how much of that is a constraint of your inability to let go and how much of it is a constraint of um finding the right people um uh, it's
1: um it's a mix of those i think cash flow yes but sometimes mm-hmm. it puts a dent in you this month but then mm-hmm. the next couple of months you're going to be good right or you move back yeah. the money so like that's that's a <laughs> it it's hard to see that when you're like in the midst of it. Um, but like you know, if you step away from it, it makes sense. Um, the other thing you said is finding the right people. You know what? Sometimes, yeah. That is the key differentiator, right? So sometimes like you hire people to work with you and it's just not working out, mm-hmm. then you just gotta make you know, we gotta make that switch really, really fast. Um, and it, and it, like so. Right now, like one of the things that I've always tried to improve upon is like just my hiring process. Like, you know, what should I be looking for in, in, in people when I bring them on board uh, and stuff like that? But like that, just that just comes with practice. Like, it's just like you just gonna have to deal with it. Like, yeah, somebody leaves. Oh well, you're gonna. Have to... <laughs> you're, you're like you 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 should have a system and process where you should be able to plug somebody in and. Don't get the work done. Right? That's what I really try to strive for. And which I've done a pretty good job uh, on it. Um, The last thing was. What was the last one that you said?
0: The last thing was
1: you, your
0: inability to let go of
1: things. Absolutely. Number one cause inability to actually let go. Right. That's my biggest like like I don't want it to seem like, you know, it's absolutely like the only problem I have. Like, you know, like uh, we have like I have somebody to that, you know, that handles like email and, you know, some of the basic day to day stuff. Right. You no, know, but like some of the things that I've clung on, uh, cling eh, clung on, um, clung on to would be like um, marketing, advertising. Like you know, paid advertising, like Facebook, Instagram ads, um, um, email marketing strategy, um, like you know, some bookkeeping, right? Like I'm out, like you know, I've, like I've automated out bookkeeping as much as I can, but like there are some things. But like there are also some things that I just do that are counterintuitive and just like just generate more work than they're actually worth but um yeah that is biggest thing not letting go is the biggest problem but you know outside of those three things that i mentioned everything else (laughs) definitely let go of so but like what i've done is like you know i got i got rid of like the tedious work you know answering emails customer service um just doing things like maintenance and stuff like that i got rid of all that stuff but you know i forgot to get rid of more important things, which is like marketing, which, um, you know, I did it in the beginning by myself to kind of just get an understanding and feel for for things, which which was great, but like you know, th- there needed to be a time where I needed to transition that out. Um, that should have happened sooner, but um, yeah, yeah, it's kind of yeah, it's like aside from from yeah, so like marketing and the email marketing, these things that are kind of clung on to and they they are the ones that generate revenue so kind of did it backwards where i should have really just tried to figure out you know how you know try to get things launched start selling do it really well and then start like i should have i should have reversed the way that i started automating things that's so you would have you would have taken the revenue generators
0: then automated
1: those first yeah not automated them but like right now what i'm thinking is like you know like there's definitely people that could do this better better than i can
0: therefore
1: i'm just gonna hire them and uh, and then my team can maintain their work so like Facebook like instagram and facebook advertising you know somebody might be kick-ass at these things and set things up and like we can maintain it that's not a problem but that expertise is, is, is valuable because for me to get that expertise, I might just like, it might take me forever or I might just never get it. Right. So, you know, like I can't just split myself into 50 different roles. I need to be building and that's one thing I really like. And I should only be focusing on that every single day. Right. Branding, marketing, some of the things that I'm like, things that I'm good at. If I get Mm -hmm. bored of things, it needs to definitely get uh, outsourced because then that's going to be a liability later on.
0: Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I'm running into some of that too, right? Because I'm doing some of the, I'm doing a lot of the social media and, and marketing stuff myself. Mm-hmm. And I know that when I decide to outsource that at the beginning, I'm going to be dissatisfied with mm-hmm. somebody else's work on, because they're yeah,
1: but, like, you know, sometimes sometimes you're going to be not satisfied, but sometimes also you just need to really let go. And um, sometimes other people will do it better than you. Um, <laughs> that's one thing you got to realize. And you can't, like, I mean, you're never going to get anywhere if you want um, to oversee every single thing. It's not going to happen. You're just like you're completely going to burn out now. Um, aside from just doing your day to day work, then you also have to just check on everybody's work. That's bro. That's horrible. That's another job. Yeah. Right? Like yeah. literally, why well, you have a manager? <laughs> like <laughs> let people do the things that they can and just like empower them. And uh, sometimes like it's 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 real. Like you you do got to provide some form of training, right? Like that's. That's fine, but then, after that, and but like you should like, I, like I'm like I'm I'm crazy over how to how to like processes and stuff like that, like like I like I try to document everything the way that it's done the first time, after that. like you know, and then it becomes very easy to get somebody to train and just plug them in and be like, yo, listen, um, I'll do training, but also there is this huge Wikipedia of Everything that you need to run this business, read it, mm-hmm. internalize it. Not memorize it, but like just be good enough to so that like if you have a question, just search. Yeah, and uh, yeah. yeah, that's um.
0: Instead okay. of you being the first point of contact,
1: exactly, not- exactly. So if you start becoming the only point of contact, or people like always have to ask you for confirmation, like. It's okay, like you know, when you're in a training phase, that's all right. But like afterwards, you just gotta let people just, you know, take care of it. Take care of it. Yeah. You gotta slowly start letting go. Do less. Yeah. And then, yeah. and then, when you think you have you're doing less, also just cut out more and do even more or less. More or less. That's, that's awesome English. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's what, <laughs> more or less that's, that's, that's going to be your tagline from now on do more I'm going to I love the podcast Daniel Adonai, Adonai do more or less <laughs> <laughs> uh, the other question I have for you is how do you know when it's time to outsource or automate
1: Um, like, I think, I think when you start getting, um, like, I mean, for me, like, it's like when I just get bored of something and start procrastinating, right? That's That's number one thing. The other thing you need to know is like, you know, you can't just outsource and you can't just hire, like even like, forget about it. Like even hiring somebody, right? Um, like training is a full-time job for a certain amount of time right like it's it's like an intense work and if you're not prepared for it like it's it's just going to be another job so like sometimes people think that you know bringing somebody in is just going to help you out no like if you absolutely if if all the knowledge literally resides in your head then like you have to be physically present to just do a brain dump every single time so um Really for me it's like whenever I am trying to like whenever I get bored of something then it's just like, oh, okay, all right. It's time. It's time to to, you know, kind of just outsource this task and stuff like that. And but I always out of habit try to, you know, document my work and, and how my thinking process is and stuff like that. Um as a as a preliminary thing, right? After that, it can always get changed. But then you can also train the people that you hire
0: to maintain these things. Yeah. So, yeah. But that, that documenting process probably really, really helps in that. Huge,
1: huge. I remember January
0: of the, uh, last year, I just took it off just
1: to do that. Revenue took a hit, but after that, it was just so much yeah. better.
0: Yeah. Hopefully. Have uh, sponsors for the podcast and and uh, <laughs> enough, uh, enough followers on my <laughs> on my Instagram that people want to pay me, so then I can uh, start outsourcing some of these things. But I will definitely start the documenting process right now.
1: Yeah, I mean, when you're ready, yeah, when you're ready to hire somebody, then it's just matter of just plugging them in there right and then that that whole the that whole exercise the learning process in its own so i mean i feel like you just, you just discover more of yourself as you go through it that's the fun part about it i'm like oh my god i didn't know i suck i sucked at this thing oh my god <laughs> this dude <too?
0: laughs>
1: i'm, like, <laughs> I'm just like oh okay all right just taking bare l's
0: <laughs> just you realize that you suck at like ninety percent of what you do. Yeah, I
1: was just like, oh my god! <laughs> but like, I mean, like, it's a good thing. It's just, you, know, you just gotta work at it. So,
0: yeah, yeah. Uh, I was very fortunate in uh, in in realizing that the podcast is something that I'm good at. I ask the right questions, and it tends to get people to provide in, insightful answers yeah that was that was purely just lucky and fortunate that that's a skill that i have Mm -hmm. but then there were other things like social media marketing like we discussed i was really really bad at it Mm -hmm. but then after continuously being shit on by daniel Adonai, i'm now a shining diamond (laughs) you know like i
1: don't i don't want the listeners to get a a, like a like i I really suck a lot of things and like you know like (laughs) Like, I mean, like, I, I only try to share, like, I'm not a, like a, like a marketing guru, guys, but,
0: um, you know, I try to, I try my best. I think, uh, I think you do a good job and I think your your humility is getting in the way because you've definitely (laughs)
1: learned me a lot of things. (laughs) Happy I can help, man. Happy I can help.
0: So at this point, I've got no further questions for you. Is there anything you'd like to add?
1: Um, this is nice, by the way. I really appreciate this. Thank you so much to Um, And, uh, yeah, I mean, what I would say is, so if you, if you want to hear a little bit more about me um, and kind of the what I'm up to, um, you can follow through, like I so I have a blog, so it's called danieladernai dot com. Very easy, um, and it's really kind of just like what I what I always try to do is I try to just like kind of create case studies. I know there's only like one case study right there uh, there on the blog right now, but um, I do have a couple that I'm going to be posting really soon, and it's just basically like just scrappy ways of things that I have done and you know if you can learn from them they're obviously business related um maybe later on I'll branch out to sell other things but i doubt it i hate writing so um <laughs> <laughs> so so but like case studies like you know like I, I i i like them and i and i think they're very useful for people um at you know different stages so uh, i'll be writing more of them and uh right now there's actually two Two part blog post on uh, how I sold my business um, for 10x profit <laughs> so it's a, it's, a, it's a pretty lengthy one but it's a very detailed kind of analysis um, on how I sold it and then afterwards and you know, how I closed the deal so big things if you' if you're really looking for you know like very in, in detail kind of in- depth kind of analysis and, and, and uh, guides and series just on how to do certain things uh, regarding running a business, check out my blog and, uh, yeah, subscribe to the email if you want to receive an email every time I post something new.
0: Yeah. So The other thing is, go buy his, his
1: jewelry on... He's <laughs> yes. You know, it's funny. I don't wear any jewelry. Like, I don't... And I don't think <laughs> I ever will wear any jewelry. And it's just... Yeah, like, I'm like... That's crazy. The only thing I wear is like the iron ring. Um, yeah. that's, that's about it. That's that's it. That's my peak. Um, I mean, there's that and my watch and that's it. Yeah, you know what? You're right. Actually, a watch is a jewelry now. Yeah, definitely. I, I definitely have two jewelries on me right now.
0: Yeah, no, nobody he needs a watch uh, anymore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it just looks
0: nice.
1: <laughs> it's jewelry. Literally the definition of jewelry.
0: Useless, but looks nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. By that definition, I don't know if uh I don't know if the Iron Ring fits the uh, the category of jewelry because it has a definite purpose. I don't know, man.
1: This is... yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll market as jewelry for today. We'll discuss about this later.
0: Do you have any social media and such you want to point uh the um, listeners? Yeah, sure. Uh actually. Um
1: not really active on Twitter, um, but it's Daniel Asmarino, A S M A R I N O. Uh, my uh Instagram, very simple, Daniel Adani. Um and yeah, that's pretty much it. Don't add me on Facebook. <laughs> don't don't add
0: him on Facebook. all right.
1: <laughs> Add him on Facebook. <laughs> you <just>, uh, you <laughs> send me a message and don't add me on Facebook. I'm just joking, but like, seriously. No, seriously, yeah.
0: I'm not joking. <laughs> 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 uh, all right. Well, thank you so much for chatting with me. Um, you've provided so much guidance over the course of the time that I've been working on my failures of businesses in the past and my current. Uh, We'll, we'll see if it's a success or not in in two years, um, yeah. but also I think the this was really just a fun episode for me. It was a fun time, and I think there's a lot in there that people can run off with.
1: Yeah, yeah. This is just literally I was just talking to Shishir for an hour and a half. That's pretty much it. I'm not even doing a podcast. I'm just talking. I mean, this is shit we talk about, like, all the time. Every so single day. Like- so, like, yeah. It's just okay. inside scoop, guys.
0: Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Why Should I Care? You can find us on Instagram at Building Intrigue, Facebook, facebook.com slash buildingintrigue, or you can email me directly at shashir at com.